The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. Today, we are going to dive into the final battle between God and Satan. The story comes to us in the book of Revelation, the last book of the New Testament, and can be broken down into three stages which are, one, Satan and his fallen angels being cast out of heaven by Michael and the angels who remain loyal to God, two, Satan and his wicked legions being defeated by Jesus, resulting in Satan's imprisonment for 1,000 years, and three, Satan and his forces being extirpated by God, this resulting in Satan's final defeat, which sees him cast into the lake of fire, where he will remain imprisoned writhing in endless torment beyond the light of God's grace for all of eternity. All right, let's get into it. The book of Revelation, the final book of the New Testament, is an apocalyptic text, the writing of which is attributed to the Apostle John. It presents a series of visions and prophecies, vividly depicting a cosmic conflict between good and evil, the legions of the light and the divisions of the dark, each headed, respectively, by God and Satan. The culmination of all the war and wrath entailed in the book of Revelation is the final judgment, the time when all souls will be judged, either rewarded with eternal life in paradise or condemned to the lake of fire, an unimaginably terrible fate marked by unending anguish and affliction and by utter and eternal separation from God. The book of Revelation begins with John the Apostle on the island of Patmos. He receives a revelation from Jesus Christ, who instructs him to write to seven churches in Asia Minor. These letters commend, admonish, and encourage the churches, highlighting their virtues and vices, and emphasizing the imminent return of Christ. In chapters 4-5, to John is swept into a vision of heaven, where he sees God's throne, surrounded by 24 elders and four living creatures. God holds a scroll sealed with seven seals which no one is worthy to open except the Lion of Judah, depicted as a slain lamb, symbolizing Jesus Christ. Chapters 6 to 8 describe the opening of the first six seals of this scroll by the Lamb. Each unsealing triggers various events. The appearance of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, representing conquest, war, famine, and death, the martyrs crying out for justice, and cosmic disturbances such as earthquakes and stars plummeting from the sky. The seventh seal introduces seven angels with trumpets. Chapters 8 to 11 recount the sounding of the first six trumpets, each unleashing a different calamity on the earth, such as hail and fire, a burning mountain falling into the sea, the fall of a poisonous star called wormwood, celestial bodies darkening, locusts tormenting people, and an army of cavalry, 200 million strong, that wipes out a third of the human population. Before the seventh trumpet, John is given a small scroll to eat, sweet to taste but bitter in his stomach, signifying the mixed emotions concerning God's impending judgment. The seventh trumpet heralds the approach of God's kingdom and the final judgment. An announcement proclaims the destruction of those who blight the earth and the rewarding of God's servants. Despite the tumultuous and alarming events in these chapters, God's sovereignty and the hope of ultimate divine justice underscore the narrative. Following the seven seals and the seven trumpets, Satan joins the story, 
manifesting as a great red dragon in the sky. He and his fallen angels fight against Michael, who leads the angels loyal to God. Satan is defeated and cast down to earth, where he shifts his focus from assailing heaven to covering the world in darkness and subjugating humanity. Here's the passage. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, you who dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, and times, and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman, to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman, and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Next comes the emergence of the two beasts. The first beast is introduced in Revelation 13. It rises out of the sea, has seven heads and ten horns, with ten crowns on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast is like a leopard, with feet like a bear's and a mouth like a lion's. One of its heads seems to have received a mortal wound, but its deadly wound was healed. This a perverse and pernicious parallel of Christ's resurrection. The world marvels at this and follows the beast, and they worship the red dragon who gave authority to the beast. The beast is allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. During this time, he blasphemes against God, his name, his dwelling, and those who dwell in heaven, and he makes war on the righteous who remain faithful to God. The second beast comes out of the earth. It has two horns like a lamb and speaks like a dragon. It wields all the authority of the first beast and causes the earth and its inhabitants to worship the first beast, 
whose mortal wound was healed. It performs miracles that ensnare and corrupt the masses, such as conjuring fire that rains down from the sky. These miracles lead people astray from the righteous path, seducing them into the service of profane power. Just as the first beast's healed wound is a mockery of Christ's resurrection, so are these miracles a mockery of God's power. However, malevolent though they are, most people cannot perceive the profound evil that lies underneath, enshrouded by a fair exterior. Thus, it wasn't only the sinful and the villainous who aligned themselves with Satan and his fell forces, but also credulous people who weren't steadfast in their faith, unwittingly compromising their immortal souls. This second beast deceives those who dwell on earth, ensorceling people into idolatrous ideation, telling them to make an image of the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The beast is granted authority to animate the beast's image, giving it the ability to speak, also ensuring that those refusing to venerate the image face death. Additionally, the beast imposes a mark on everyone, regardless of their social status or wealth, emblazoning it on their right hand or forehead. This mark, the number 666, becomes a necessity for any economic transaction. Without it, one cannot buy or sell. Though oppressed by a world-conquering evil, there remained a resolute few who were not beguiled by the deceit of the beasts. Despite widespread apostasy, these steadfast individuals were not overthrown by the malignant maelstrom that had consumed the mortal plane, their faith in and love of God undimmed. They recognized the beasts for what they truly were, harbingers of deception and destruction. Rejecting idolatrous worship and the mark, they chose to endure hardship and societal ostracization rather than surrender themselves to the demonic despotism that spread like a plague. After the two beasts come, another healthy helping of God's wrath is served out, this time in the form of seven bowls held by seven angels, and one poured out, each one, like the seven seals and the seven trumpets, unleashes a disaster upon the world. The first inflicts painful sores on those who bear the beast's mark. The second transforms the sea into blood, killing all marine life. The third turns rivers and springs into blood. The fourth intensifies the sun's heat, burning people and scorching the land. The fifth plunges the beast's kingdom into darkness, leaving people in blind agony. The sixth dries the Euphrates River, paving the way for eastern kings and setting the stage for the final battle at Armageddon. The seventh triggers lightning, thunder, an enormous earthquake, and a crushing downpour of massive hailstones. These bowls symbolize the fullness of God's wrath on the unrepentant, underscoring the consequences of rejecting divine sovereignty, soon to culminate in the final judgment. This takes us to the second fight between heaven and Satan. Here's the passage. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with an iron rod. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. 
On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that flew directly overhead, Come, gather for the great supper of God, to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet. These two, the two beasts, were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse. And all the birds were gorged with their flesh. We are now going to wrap up the video with Revelation 20 to Revelation 21, verse 8, which covers the thousand-year reign of Christ, the final defeat of Satan, the judgment of humanity, and the establishment of a new heaven and earth. Following God's second victory over the forces of evil, an angel descends from heaven and binds Satan, casting him into the abyss for a thousand years. This marks the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ on earth. During this time, the souls of the righteous, those who were unwavering in their faith, are resurrected to reign with Christ. At the end of the thousand years, Satan is released from his prison and deceives the nations, gathering them for battle against God's people. However, instead of allowing the forces of good and evil to clash once more, God simply intervenes, sending fire from heaven to consume Satan and his legions. Satan is then thrown into the lake of fire, the very same the two beasts were previously cast into. This marks the final defeat of Satan and the end of his influence and power. Following this, the great white throne judgment takes place. Both the living and the dead, literally every person who has ever died is resurrected, stand before God to be judged. Books containing the exhaustive records of every person's life are opened as is the Book of Life. Those whose names are listed in the Book of Life are granted eternal life in paradise, while those whose names are not listed are cast into the lake of fire, forever condemned to exist in torment beyond the grace of God. In Revelation 21, John sees a vision of a new heaven and a new earth. The old heaven and earth have passed away, and the new Jerusalem descends from heaven, representing the dwelling place of God among his people. The city is described as beautiful and glorious. God himself dwells with his people, wiping away every tear, expunging pain, sorrow, and death. All things are made new, and the faithful are invited to drink from the water of life freely. God declares that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He promises that those who overcome will inherit these things while the cowardly, unbelieving, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars will have their perpetual place in the lake of fire. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.